Lately, being a woman has been especially hard. There's always that kind of underlying, is this because I'm a girl or not? But lately, it seems like we're heading like completely opposite directions. I've been really into these dystopian television shows lately. And one that's really, really caught my eye and my attention is The Handmaid's Tale. Women forced to wear red robes, forced into sex slavery, religious oppression. Sort of kind of seeming like we're on our way there now. So is this some fictional television world streaming on Hulu every week? Or is this the direction that we're going in? Yeah, we're going to have to talk about it. So if you haven't heard of it, Handmaid's Tale is one of the best television shows out there right now. Do not at me. This is some great tale, some gripping journey through Gilead, the new United States of America, where fertile women are slaves to wealthy and high-level government workers, and where infertile women are forced into, for the most part, indentured servitude. They've used the veil of religion and fear to drive the country toward this dystopian nightmare for women. Not for anybody, just discuss girls. Women aren't allowed to read, Women aren't allowed to drive. Women aren't allowed to go out alone. Members of the LGBTQIA community are considered gender traitors and are often put to death. Mind you, anything. Women aren't even allowed to have their own name. They're named after who they serve, of course. Stripped of their individuality, they are forced to wear uniforms to reflect their status. The show is based on a book of the same name by Margaret Atwood. Atwood released her book in 1985, and the television show premiered in 2017. And in 2018, seems as if we started taking steps into real-life Handmaid's Tale. My obsession with dystopian worlds came years and years ago when I first read The Giver. I had to read this in high school. It came up again the first time I read The Hunger Games. Do you remember where you were the first time you read The Hunger Games? I literally remember. I was in what I call a super reading mode and I was looking at Goodreads to get some suggestions for a good book and watching YouTube book reviews and I kept hearing more and more and more about this one book. I was an adult at the time but the book was considered to be for young adults but the content nearly blew my wig back. It was all about Pan Am, this country that used to be the United States and after trials and wars became divided into 13 districts ruled by one city, the capital. As punishment for the war, the districts were divided based on their contributions to society. For example, one district did all the fishing, one district is in charge of all the coal mining, one district is in charge of all the technology. You get the idea. As punishment, every year, each district sends one male child and one female child into a battle to the death called The Hunger Games. I was fascinated and I read everything in that genre. Divergent, Match, Delirium, Unwind, BT Dubs, that is a super duper crazy one. And every time I read one of these dystopian stories, I would always wonder, 
how did the world get here? How did the citizens of these places, these cities, these countries, these whole continents, how did we allow things to get to this place? Was it one big giant event or was it little things that happened one at a time, like dominoes falling in order? What I love about The Handmaid's Tale is that it gives you snippets of the world prior to Gilead. It gives you a peek behind the curtain and you can see these little changes that created a snowball effect and multiplied until women are literally sex slaves. Why am I bringing this up? Is the podcast turning into some entertainment commentary space? I mean, listen, we can talk all about TV and movies, especially anything in the DCEU. I'm down. But no, this is about what I see and what I hope doesn't happen. We talked a lot lately about the state of the world and moreover, the state of this country. And with 45 in the White House, there have been some changes in how our lives are being lived. We're seeing the worst in people lately, coming out more and more and more. We're seeing protections and support for the least of us being stripped away and sometimes in the cruelest of manners. We're seeing idea after idea being set aside. Checks and balances are being waved away. We are making moves to get closer and closer and creeping up closer to becoming Gilead. Now, this podcast is always just my opinion, and I'm known to dabble in a little bit of hyperbole, but as a woman, and moreover, if you didn't know, as a black woman, I cannot lie and say that I don't see some similarities in a lot of these stories and what is our reality at this moment. Think about it. During the primary, we saw then candidate 45 mocking women, disrespecting women, calling them fat, ugly, etc. We said and we did nothing. Then the Access Hollywood tape happened. You know the one. The one where he said he could grab you by the insert any type of adjective for female genitalia. We fired Billy Bush, but we did and said nothing else. Then the accusations came out one after another, after another, after another, till it was, what, 14, 15, 16? 16 women coming forward. And again, we did and said nothing. And when he allegedly paid the 130000 and then he didn't, and then he did, and he didn't, and finally, maybe, allegedly, yeah, yeah, he did. We said a lot. We even had her lawyer on TV about it. Built up his profile to where he was even entertaining running for president, but still, we did nothing. When a running mate was chosen, a man who allegedly doesn't meet with other women if his wife isn't present, who also may believe in gay conversion therapy. We whispered things, but we didn't do anything. When he supported and pushed for an Alabama candidate with a sordid, and I'm using that word very carefully, an alleged sordid past that included allegations of child molestation. We gasped. We cried out. We voted because this was about the children. We made a little bit of moves, but was it enough? When they locked kids in cages, we whispered, we yelled, we screamed, we protested, we marched. But then nothing happened. Then came the nomination. Not the last one, not the lobster one. 
as an inside joke. Just just watch John Oliver. You'll get it. You know the one. And that was the straw that started to break the proverbial campus back. His name came up. The letter came out. We all saw this spectacle. And his name is burned into my brain. Brett Kavanaugh. For the second time in my lifetime, a nominee to the highest court in the land was being accused of sexual assault or attempted sexual assault. We saw her speak. We saw him speak or rather yell, scream, cry and rant. And then it happened. We broke it. We broke the seal. Think of that as a synonym for literally jumping the shark. It was the beginning of the end. We saw a panel of mostly men, some of them the same men that were here the last time something like this happened. But there was something a little bit different. This time there was something in the air called Me Too. A movement that started in 2006 by Tarana Burke, a movement where men and women alike shared their stories of being harassed, assaulted, raped by men at work, school, life, on dates, marriage, the list goes on and on. Now the optics are different. Can't have a bunch of men grill a woman on sexual assault. Well, that doesn't look right. So they hired a woman to do it. They asked her question after question. And then the conversation started. Why didn't she come forward sooner? Is the left paying her? And so on and so on. And then he spoke. Or rather, he yelled, screamed, cried, and ranted. His defense against the allegations was, hold please, calendar. Don't worry, I'll wait. Yes, I said calendar. It wasn't on his calendar, so there was no way that he was there. Makes sense, right? Watching from home, I was literally terrified. What have we become? Look at what we are allowing to happen, and I wasn't the only one. Two sexual assault survivors cornered a committee member in the elevator and questioned him about what was happening in that room. Is this what we have to do now? Stalk our political leaders so that instead of acting on the interests of their own party, they think about the moral and ethical implications of the decisions that they make. We saw a pause, reflection, but in true political fashion, nothing really, really happened. That person was confirmed and now sits in the highest court in the land. As a woman who's gone through, I would say, experiences in her life. Who has women in her life who've also gone through, again, we'll say, experiences in their life. I was devastated. Then the usual rhetoric began. You can't ruin this man's life. Why did you wait so long? Are you sure that this really happened to you and the ever popular if you weren't wearing this if you weren't in this place if you didn't have that spirit of discernment if you didn't go to the party if you weren't drinking at the party if you weren't not acting like a lady at the party this wouldn't have happened to you i've seen so many miscarriages of justice And the protections that are rolling back and the policies that are rolling back one by one speak to that change. In 2016, we had a woman running for office. The first time a woman had won a major party primary election. Some things that were said, she doesn't smile enough. 
What was she wearing? Can she handle being president? When people questioned him in his stance on women, he called her nasty. Again, is this what we're doing now? Are women who fight for their rights, speak their truth, and don't back down nasty? Something else that happened was that this year became the year of the woman. There were more women elected and voted into office this year, and I, I couldn't be happier. We need that diversity of thought. Our politicians reflect what the country should look like. We make up about 50% of the population, but you can't tell by looking at those in power. It's about time that we bring our ideas to the table. As someone from Michigan, a new fight that we're entering now is that there are people that are attempting to strip power from the new incoming elected officers who happen to not only be Democrats, but women as well. We need to keep our eyes peeled. If not, then my name might change from Mickey to of David soon. And although I love the color red, I don't plan on wearing any bonnets anytime soon. Just saying.